smoking day, then you're listening to a man who is still giving you a chance to win a limited edition pack of Marshawn Lynch Skittles. It's the Kevin Friedman Show. September 4th and another SportsGossip.com podcast is on the air. I'm your host, Kevin Friedman, along with my announcer, Smoking Dave. And together, we will bring you 10 of the hottest stories off the SportsGossip.com website. Dave, start us off with story number one. The Bears make Khalil Mack the highest paid defensive player in NFL history. Well, the Bears traded two first-round picks to the Oakland Raiders for 27-year-old Khalil Mack, who was the 2016 Defensive Player of the Year. After the trade was finalized, the Bears made Mack the highest-paid defender in NFL history with a six-year, $141 million deal. With this move, Bears GM Ryan Pace is obviously sending a message to his team and the fan base that he thinks this team is ready to win now. And in my opinion, this really puts the pressure on second-year quarterback Mitch Trubisky as he's got one of the best running back tandems in the league, a bunch of new quality wide receivers to throw to, and now with the addition of Mack, arguably one of the best defenses in the NFL. His first big test will come this Sunday in Green Bay as the Bears take on their rivals, the Packers. Dave, what's next? John Gruden explains the Khalil Mack trade to the Bears. Well, after the trade, Oakland Raiders head coach John Gruden acknowledged Sunday night that Khalil Mack's contract demands were simply too large for the team's comfort, and the trade offer from the Bears was too enticing to pass up. Now, if you ask me, I think Gruden's lying through his teeth. There's no way he wanted to trade a 27-year-old who hasn't missed a game in four seasons and is clearly one of the best defensive players in the league. And the only reason he traded him is because Mack forced his hand. So he's obviously just doing some damage control and trying to convince the fan base that they like this trade when I guarantee behind closed doors they wish they still had Mack. Now, Dave, what's next? The Khalil Mack trade was... So bad, Madden 19 declines it. Well, Raiders GM Reggie McKenzie obviously doesn't play much Madden because if you try to make this trade through the video game system, you get a message that says the Raiders have no interest in this trade. Make a better offer. And while I highly doubt it factored in the contract situation, it's pretty clear to everyone except John Gruden and the Raiders organization that the Bears are getting the better end of this deal. Now, Dave. What's next? The Eagles make it official. Nick Foles will start the opener. In case you weren't aware, the NFL season kicks off on Thursday, and the Super Bowl champ Philadelphia Eagles will be taking on the Atlanta Falcons in Philly. But starting quarterback Carson Wentz will not be playing in that game, as Nick Foles was named the starter for the opener, with Wentz still not cleared for contact. Now, Foles obviously filled in in fantastic fashion last year when Wentz went down, but if you ask me if I could think he could do it again, my answer would be no. 
I'm predicting Atlanta wins this game 27-13. Nick Foles will struggle, and despite the fact that he won him a Super Bowl last year, I guarantee Eagles fans will be chomping at the bit to get Carson Wentz back for Week 2. Now, Dave, what's next? Exclusive SportsGossip.com Limited Edition Marshawn Lynch Skittles Giveaway. Yes, the contest is still going on, and you have a chance to win a limited edition pack of Marshawn Lynch Skittles. Only 2,400 packs were made, and we have two of them. You can go to sportsgossip.com and find this article where you can enter to win your own pack, and you can also enter the podcast version of the contest, where all you have to do is follow me on Twitter, at KevOnTheRadio, and you'll automatically be entered to win. If you follow me on Twitter and send me a tweet, you'll be entered twice. And you can also enter by going to YouTube, subscribing to this channel, and commenting on this video. I don't even care if it's a negative comment. You could tell me I suck, and you'll still be entered to win. Although, I'll be honest, I might take that personally and rig it so you can't win. But the bottom line is, if you want a pack of limited edition Marshawn Lynch Skittles, follow me on Twitter, send me a message, subscribe on YouTube, or just go to sportsgossip.com and sign up there. And that's five stories down. We got five to go, but we got to take a break, so we'll be back right after this. Hello, this is Sports Memorabilia Experts Big Dong, and in honor of Kevin Friedman's show, Marshawn Lynch Exclusive Skittles Giveaway, that next story. Pittsburgh Steelers disappointed Le'Veon Bell hasn't reported. Well, rumors that the 26-year-old running back was going to show up to camp on Monday were false. And with just five days to go until their season opener in Cleveland, you know the Steelers would love to get him on the practice field ASAP. Now, as you know, the Steelers have placed the franchise tag on Bell for the second year in a row. Last year, he showed up to camp nine days before the first game. But Steelers center Marquise Pouncey told reporters Monday that he expects Bell back on Wednesday. Now, if you ask me, the Steelers can say they're disappointed, but they should be disappointed in themselves because they have a guy who's 26 years old and has proven he's one of the best running backs in all of football, and they simply won't pay him. So I don't blame Bell for showing up as late as possible, and if I were him, I wouldn't show up until the team flight for Cleveland. And I see we have a caller on the line who wants to discuss this. It's one of our loyal sponsors and the owner of Antonio Finkelstein's prostitution app, Antonio Finkelstein. Le'Veon, if the 853 grand you'd be losing by missing out on the game isn't enough incentive, Antonio just gave you some more. Now, Dave, what's next? Joe Madden wants to manage the Cubs beyond 2019. 
The Cubs manager was surprised by a report that his job status was, quote, tenuous if he didn't get the Cubs deep into the postseason this year. He went on to say he would like to return to the Cubs when his contract expires in 2019. Now, if you ask me, this report is a bunch of nonsense. And I don't know what reporter came up with this, but I'm guessing he heard this rumor in his mom's basement because it's absolutely ridiculous. As a Cub fan, I'm ready to give Joe Madden a lifetime contract just for winning us a World Series in 2016. I mean, I'll be honest, I never thought the Cubs were going to win a World Series in my lifetime. And they did it. So that alone justifies a lifetime contract for Joe Madden. Not to mention the fact that he's a great manager, players love him, and any Cub fan who wants him gone is a total idiot. Now as far as the Cubs on the field, they just got Chris Bryant back. And Joe Madden's going to have a tough time filling out his lineup card on a daily basis because he has a lot of talent to work with. Yesterday, he played Daniel Murphy at second, Javi Baez at third, and Addison Russell at short while putting Bryant in right. And when Addison Russell is fully healthy, I'm hoping he goes with that lineup in the playoffs because I've said it before, Addison Russell is so good defensively that he needs to be on the field. And while that does only leave two outfield spots for guys like Hayward, Elmora, Zobrist, and Schwarber, I think the Cubs' best option is to rotate those four guys in the two outfield spots remaining. And that way you keep Addison Russell on the field. But going back to Madden, even with all the talent this Cubs team has, if they don't win another World Series, Joe Madden's job should not be in jeopardy because he's clearly a good manager. And as a Cub fan, I think he already did his job. He won us a World Series. So if you're going to demand his job for not getting you two World Series, then you just don't understand the history of being a Cubs fan. Now, Dave, what's next? Joel Embiid taught himself to shoot three-pointers by searching for white people shooting three-pointers on YouTube. The Sixers big man wrote an article for the Players' Tribune about his life called It's Storytime. He talks about coming to America from Cameroon when he was 16 and learning how to play basketball by using YouTube and searching white people shooting three-pointers because, quote, their J's are always wet. Embiid only shot 30% from the three-point line last season, so he's obviously better off just going to a basketball court and working on his three-point shot as opposed to watching videos of white guys shooting on YouTube. I see we have a caller on the line who wants to discuss this. You're on the air. Yeah, listen here, I'm the Grand Poobah, Imperial Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, Fort Dixon Charter, and I heard what that Joel Embiid said about white guys shooting three-pointers, and I'm offended. That was a racist comment. So you're the Grand Poobah of the KKK, and you're offended by his racism. That's right. How dare that Joel Embiid. Saying all white people can shoot three-pointers. I just shot some three-pointers the other day. I didn't make one. I stink at shooting three-pointers. So you could tell that Joel Embiid to keep his racist comments to himself because I am offended. Now I just have one more thing to say before I go, and that's white power. Yeah, I'm glad you're offended, you racist jerk. Dave? What's next? Kevin Durant, not a fan of the media. Well, when Durant played for OKC, he was known as the nice guy 
and very media friendly. But ever since he's left the Thunder for the Golden State Warriors, he's been pretty much the opposite. You can go to sportsgossip.com to read a direct message somebody sent Durant, asking him who his favorite media person is, and he responded he hates them all. Now if you ask me, I think Durant's way out of line on this one. I mean, the media doesn't even treat him unfairly. You hardly read any negative articles about him. And pretty much the only negative thing said about him is that he took the easy way out when he joined the best team in the league as a free agent. And whether or not Durant wants to accept it or not, the media plays a major role in the reason he has such a large salary. I mean, in case he forgot, he plays in an entertainment league, and without the media, there'd be a lot less NBA fans. So Durant can hate the media all he wants, but if you ask me, he's just being a big baby. Now, Dave, give us that final story. Former Philly star Ryan Howard announces retirement. Well, I'll be honest, I already thought this guy retired about three years ago. But today he made it official in a letter to the Players' Tribune, where the 38-year-old who hasn't played since 2016 officially called it quits. He finished his career with a 258 average, 382 career home runs, and over 1,000 RBIs in 13 seasons with the Phillies. He led the majors in homers twice and was a dominant player from 2006 to 2011. But after injuring his Achilles, he never came close to putting up similar numbers, despite getting a huge contract. But at least he can take solace in the fact that he turned out better than his fellow spokesman, Jared from Subway. And that'll do it for another SportsGossip.com podcast. I want to thank my announcer, Smokin' Dave. Thanks to everybody who called in. And of course, thank you for listening. As always, for these stories and much, much more, you can go to our website at sportsgossip.com. Our next podcast is Friday, and until then, we'll see you next time.